But what did it for me was Craig came on the group and told y'all to chill the fuck out and stop talking directly at each other. Like, it doesn't matter who said what or for whatever reason. This nigga came on as a member of the podcast, a moderator of the group, said chill the fuck out. And you didn't chill. So at that point, it doesn't matter who likes who. You just disrespecting the whole motherfucking shit. So that's why you got to go. Like, come on. That's why I turned off Trump. Because at the end, like, well, what happened? Fill me in. Like, this post is not no other post. Was like, right. I don't even know. Right. <laughs> right. And the thing is, like I said, this shit, I'd be at work and it should be so long. I don't even feel like reading all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad a nigga posted the cliff notes. But, like, the question, like, my homegirl, she, like, texts me, like, Two o'clock in the morning, like, what's going on in the w- WADR group? I'm like, nigga, like, oh, fuck. What's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now what? It's like the same cool line stuff. It's like, nigga, like, this shit is just for, like, fun and jokes and maybe you learn some shit. Sometimes we'll post some regular cool informational shit. Like, it's time for you to get, like, I'm at home mad at my life. Let me take it out on somebody I don't know. Like, fuck, that, this ain't that. Right. Shut the fuck out, man. And you don't listen to the podcast. I know what you said, what you said, Wood, but still, fuck you. Like, yeah. like if you're going to at least be a part of the the group platform, at least right. be, like, uh, a contributing part of it. Man. Right. This shit y'all around here doing fucking dissifying. Right. Like, <laughs> right. At least a listener. At least the 30 min- first 30 minutes of the show. Hey, man, y'all hit this man. Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef, and as always when listening to our podcast, be sure to tell us that you're listening to our podcast. Haven't heard from you in a while, we haven't had any sort of uh, new uh, like reviews or anything, any sort of uh, comments. Have you told your friends that you like our podcast? We heard it in the forums though, we heard a lot of shit. It had nothing to do with this sweet podcast we're giving you for the freedom. <laughs> but it is episode 127. Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 Northside, Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. Right on. So, um, good times. How How's everybody been doing? What's, what's, what's good with y'all niggas, man? Uh, I just drove from Nashville to New Orleans um, this week uh, because Mardi Gras was shut down because yo, T.D., the mayor of New Orleans, was like, man, they not having it. She ain't getting blamed for no more re so she shut the city down which was really sad and uh i don't know i don't know if i touched on that last week because i don't listen to the pod back but um yeah it was very somber in new orleans so i was like well let me go home um valentine's day is my mom's birthday ended up surprising her they had like a little shindig with finger sandwiches and wings and we played uno and 
Phase 10, and I found out that Phase 10 was invented by a black man, so one time for that king. Y'all niggas never, y'all play Phase 10? Or phase 10 is? I don't know Phase I've 10. I've heard of it, I've never played it. I used to play Phase 3 in college. But it was ching, we at? Wood with the... <laughs> anyway, uh, black man invented it, but uh, it was cool, man. She shared a tear, it was touching, and then had to drive back through uh, snowy Tennessee and Alabama to get back to this bitch where it's ice raining right now. Besides that, everything's cool. They showed uh, they showed New Orleans news. I was at my grandma's house yesterday. I don't know if it was local news or what, but they showed like Bourbon Street and stuff, and how it was all like roped off and shit. Like it was crazy because I've never. Ever, never seen Bourbon Street like that. Like, it was no fucking body like on the empty. street. Yeah, that shit was pretty crazy. So that was a kind of somber scene or whatever. But hopefully, man, these fucking precautions and shit that everybody's taking and people getting vaccinated and all that shit will come together. Powers combined like Captain Planet and niggas can get back out you. Like, because I'm ready now. I, I really went and tripping before, but I think it ain't now. I, I think it's time. Um, what's up? What else been going on with you, 5,000? And chilling. My birthday was um Monday. So it was your birthday? And, um, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. So and that was just kind of kind of cool in a way because I was born on a Monday. So I thought. Mm-hmm. So uh, but I was just chilling. I ain't do nothing spectacular, and I just kind of sat around and chill because I don't really get do that a whole lot. And uh, that's it. <laughs> what about you, Wood? What's good with you? Um, happy man. I see people out here with these with all due respect shirts, man. After UPS, not UPS, United States Postal Service stopped fucking off, man. So that was a long time. People finally got shirts in their hands, man. I'm excited, man. The people got some swag to wear for double with all due respect, man. Hopefully the shirts will be wise for a little bit. Um, the warmer, uh, they short sleeve. We'll make sure we get y'all some shorts. Oh, not shorts. Short sets will be straight though. Uh, with all due respect, short set, I rock with that. But um, some shirts soon. Other than that, you know, fucking around with taxes and stuff like that. Um, if anybody has a tax man, you know, there is a point in time where it is, it does make sense to get a tax man. Like, don't, don't take that nigga word or the young lady's word for everything, man. Like, these niggas will literally, like, tell you any fucking number and the next question is, do you want to do direct deposit or some shit? Like, this nigga told me, like, yep, this year you're going to be on Uncle Sam $10,000, you know, the state of Virginia. The state of Virginia is going to give you a stack and the state of Maryland, you owe 2000 I'm like, mm, you the tax man. Really, you're not supposed to be telling me I owe a whole lot of money. You need to be coming with a scam or something like that the way we can not owe this amount of money. But he didn't come with that. He didn't come with that next. He was just like, how do you want to do this? Are you going to pay online? You want to do direct deposit for the Virginia? You pay the rent? I'm like, I, I don't, that's not a good plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't like your plan. So I was like, cool, I'll do direct deposit. So I go into my Navy Federal. I'm on my phone, by the way. And I'm like, this is too much. You got to do the security code. You got to do all this. And I'm like... That's just too much time. I said, I'm going to hit you back. And I'm going to hit you back. And I'm going to also look over this stock thing. Because it was stocks. The stocks are what kind of fucked me up. And I said, I'm going to look over this stock thing one more time. And I'm going to send you some extra information. To see if we can do something about this. About this 10 stacks you say I owe. So I've been fucking around for the past three days. With the pencil behind my ear. You know what I'm saying? On some real like. Wolf of Wall Street type mathematics. And I don't owe these motherfuckers 10 stacks. Like, what's crazy is this nigga's math is shady, and this nigga tried to take the easy way out like I can't count. The tax man will treat you like you can't fucking count, y'all. If you act like you don't know no better, he getting his his money regardless. He doesn't get a percentage of your tax refund. He gonna get the whatever you pay the motherfucker, $200, $300 or whatever it is. So he good. He, he's not incentivized to get you all of your money. I went back and did the math, man, and this nigga tried to pull a fast one. 
and take the easy way out. And I feel like I don't owe these motherfuckers 10000 So I am, as you know, I will provide this nigga like a 30-page motherfucking synopsis on my findings, which I will send out tomorrow. And um, letting him know that I do not believe that it is a fruitful strategy for you and I to submit this to the IRS as is. And I will have itemized suggestions and recommendations to the contrary to get us out of the situation. Yeah, so definitely send them tax man recommendations to him. My aunt used to do my taxes. She passed away a few years ago. And um, I've been looking for a tax man ever since. And no, I don't want to go to Ned Jackson. No, I don't want to go to H&R Block. Like, I need a tax man like Wood say that know how to carry the one a couple times and that kind of shit. Because, I mean, I could just do this shit straight myself and let TurboTax do the little virtual cut-in and come tell me what's going on. I need somebody that take a couple of risks. I got a guy. I got a guy. We'll talk We'll talk offline. I'm not going to tell you exactly yeah. what type of vehicles we'll be into, but we'll operate in the gray. <laughs> I mean, sure, I'm already because I ain't got no stock, so I'm already good. Shit, I'm already ahead of the game, sound like. Yeah, I ain't got sure. no GameStop and AMC in my portfolio. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I ain't got I ain't got no Bitcoin. So, hey, hey man, share with me your. I better get too, y'all man. some of that bit. Uh, that shit went. That shit was. I got you, yeah. Chef. I, I will send the info, brother. Because thing is, I mean, you know, I like to deal in the margins as well. So I had a good shady tax man. He was my nigga for like five years, and I put so many people on him when I lived in Atlanta. Like even when I moved from Atlanta, we would just. Like, me and my wife would make it a, a holiday because we knew he was about to get, like, a, a, a lot of money. So we would, we would drive up to Atlanta. we we go get us some goddamn, um, uh, go to the Good Steakhouse or go to motherfucking, uh, what's the what's the, what's the the seafood spot? Long John Silver's? Spine Divots. <laughs> no, not Spine Divots. Um, Papa, Papa Do's. We go to Papa Do's because that's what I like. And we go to Papa Do's and it would just be a celebration of life. And then one day, one of my homegirls <laughs> called me on the, like, she was like, Greg, turn, 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 cut the news on. I was like, girl, you know, I don't live in goddamn Atlanta no more. And so she sent me a link and she was like, I nigga in trouble. And I watched the news. They are, they are handcuffing my nigga. And they're like, Mr. Such and such, you didn't even have any sort of credentials to do taxes, but you've been doing taxes for 20 years. And the dude was just crying and was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm that was just. My bad. It cut out for a second. That was your tax man? My tax man oh, was. Man. This was a solid 10 years ago. But I miss that nigga, man. He was a solid nigga. So I just need somebody like him that don't get pinched by the police. Nah, you need somebody that's in between legal and him. You don't need exactly that nigga because clearly that nigga went to jail. Yeah. So I told you about the time I was getting when I lived in Chicago. Uh, I went to a motherfucker in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> when I tell you, nigga, they, they hooked that shit all the way up. <laughs> right. I vaguely do remember you telling us about right, that. Right, and we got comedy show tickets, uh, <laughs> and they gave you uh, black comedy show tickets. Uh, I'm about to say for with, for Tavis Smiley, Ricky Smiley, but that but that next year when we tried to go back, uh, so that whole building was burnt down. Yep, it was. It hey was man, burnt, the, the most powerful the most powerful question a black man can ask another black man is where you said you was from again. Like that's just gonna get you out of so much trouble if you ask that. Yeah, because if, if my tax man from Gary, he ain't my tax man. Shout out to Gary. That's your drug dealer. No, that's my drug dealer, but he's my tax man. <laughs> you definitely like selling drugs, but no, thank you, man. But um, yeah. So good advice. I um, how you doing, I'm good. Um, <laughs> were you just working. talking about how you? Were, or you were just giving a? Uh, Are we talking about tax? Anecdotal story yeah. of your tax man. It was just an anecdotal story about my tax. 
Okay. But, um, yeah, so started working for real this um, this past week, and I was like, ooh, ooh, work hard, bitch. Um, so that's been fun. I'm trying to find a balance between work and, and life at this point because uh, I haven't been to the gym like I usually go um, because I've been working, like, all day and all night. So I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around that shit and kind of get reorganized, and that's been a bit stressful. Um, it's kind of crazy because we were just talking about Gary, and then you were saying you've been working, working, working day and night. That's kind of sweet. Oh, that is dope. Hey, boy. That, that is. Boy, hey, Fire Stats got his third eye open today, boy. But, um, but that's what's been going on with me. Um, just trying to prepare them. Tip for niggas when you sell, if you sell in your house. When the appraiser comes, <coughs> don't be there. And don't have pictures in your house. Because the appraiser definitely came to my house while we was at the house. And I was like, we work at home. Um, just do what you got to do. And this nigga definitely said my house was worth $10,000 less than it was supposed to be. And I was like, this is because we niggas. You should have known that. You haven't seen, you didn't just see that new post where? It was the same, it, that shit came, it was the same week. Like, it was maybe the same day that, that article came out. And I was like, yeah, it'd be all right. But when my wife told me, cause I wasn't there when, when he came or whatever. I was picking up my daughter from school. When he pulled up, like, my wife said, like, she looked at him, like, the nigga looked at her like, this your house? It was because of the kind of car you drive. That's what gave the shit away. It ain't had nothing to do with the pictures in it. I'm not going to tell everybody what kind of car you drive, man. That's what gave it away. That's what I'm saying. He saw you pulling off. Like, he saw you, you didn't see. Oh, so that was enough. But my wife was there, though. She saw it. She, she was a black woman. I'm just saying. Um, so... I heard I heard that before. Like they had a story down here, because um, I want to circle back and ask how you know it was ten thousand dollars less than what it should have been. Because I don't know how to calculate that value, but it was a um, it was a story down here. I want to say in Jacksonville or one of like the neighboring counties, and um, they said the same thing. Like basically, they staged it was like some black people house. <coughs> that shit came in like fifty grand under what they were expecting or whatever. And they like restaged the house, <clears throat> and um, then that shit jumped up like fifty grand. It don't matter. Yeah. My shit gonna be listed at what the fuck is listed at. I don't even fuck what the goddamn appraiser say, <laughs> bitch. The shit is already listed. I really only brought you over here for the property tax purposes. Exactly. And so to that end, though, it's like another form of like embedded systemic racism because you know if you're not hip to that and those kinds of things going on, then you're gonna sell your shit for less. You're gonna have less equity, you know, whatever moving forward and fuck you up in the long run. And that's what pissed me off about it. But the thing is, the only reason I I was like, man, kind of, my guy, just take take it for what it is, because like I have another house I'm buying at the same time, so. I gotta get this house up off me because I like the other house more, and I want it, and I don't want to have no problems dealing with all that shit. But the shit is definitely fucked up. Like I was like, this goofy as shit, but I got a trick for the ass. They don't know, but I do, so it's all good. It's always good when you have a trick for the ass. <laughs> it's always good. It's always funny. It's, it's all. It's definitely always funny. But speaking of tricks, um, the niggas who run the Texas, the, the power grid in Texas had a trick for the state of Texas. They ain't got no power, and it's a fucking cold snap. The worst one they've seen in. A decade. So definitely prayers for Texas. Um, but it's very interesting to see what's going on out there in terms of like all people across different uh, economic levels are kind of going through the same sort of struggle like, <coughs> because they've decided uh, that the power um, is too expensive to provide to the whole state. Why don't nobody pray for D.C. when there's snow like fuck up here and the power go out? <laughs> what happened up there? Whenever it's snowing fucking D.C., we have ice storms and shit. The power go out. Don't nobody say shit. There's no prayers up. 
There's no uh, thoughts thoughts of with the people of DC, none of that shit. How long are you without power? Hell, when it's a big blizzard, we've been out of power for three or four days at a time. Word? Yeah, like a lot of people in this area have generator, generators for that reason. Ice will weigh down the trees and branches will break the power lines. And you can't fix it until Pepco comes and fixes the power lines. The fact that you're like really lets you know that y'all just like when DC be going through this shit, nobody gives a fuck. It happens all over the Northeast. That's what snow and ice does. But this shit is happening in fucking Texas, and these niggas is acting like the fuck a chasm opened up in the fucking earth. That, I mean, that's the main thing. <clears throat> People so, are saying so. That. No prayers to. I mean, no prayers to Texas. I think you said no prayers. I, I don't know what I'm praying. I mean, I hope no. I mean, people are in bad situations. I feel bad for them. I hope they turn this shit around. But like, this isn't like like pray for Texas and pray for Haiti. It's like it's not in the same portfolio. Like, oh, I'm, a, oh, I'm pull up for one. So one time, um, I think I was at one, and it might have been a barbecue, or whatever. I don't know. It was like a lot of cars outside though. So dude across the street was a pastor or whatever. He was like, "Yeah, um, is everything okay? Like, yeah, we just chilling." I guess maybe, you know, sometimes you see a bunch of cars at people's house, you think somebody passed away. And, uh, like, yeah, it's cool. He was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, me and my wife were just wondering something was wrong. We just need to know what to pray for. Like, nigga, you being nosy. <laughs> like, just right. fucking pray. Like, right. Like, just pray. God know what to do for now. Right. I know how to uh, triage that shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of barbecues, <laughs> hey, before, no, for real, before the pod in Texas. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, not to to get a big green egg smoker. Oh, we was having yeah, we was having barbecue talk before the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. we were talking about big green eggs. A couple of the homies got big green. The the, the fancy ceramic tomato style cookers or whatever. But you know, I mean, I got a problem. I it was an egg? I didn't think it was... a tomato, tomato. However oh, you okay. say it, it's a ceramic cooker. You know what I'm saying? It's made of all ceramic tiles, so it holds temperature really well. But it's a bitch to get up to temp stuff like. That. But they're really expensive. They're really fancy. They're colorful. Um, there's actually a tomato tomato that's really nice. It's got little individual like marble tiles on. it. It's awesome. We were just talking about barbecue, man. Barbecue talk and big green eggs came up, and they're just like for fancy niggas. Um, shout out to Drew, man. He got a big green egg recently. I don't, I don't mind calling him out. And, uh, Moby has a big egg. I mean, you got one too. But the thing about it is, Moby's the type of nigga that I would expect to have a big green egg as well. Like these, I mean, it's it's a it's a status symbol smoker slash cooker. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's what you buy it for. You know, you because to say I got a big green, egg, but a nigga will get a big green egg and put like three strips of bacon on it or something. There's, there's many other smokers out there. To Hit me up if you want to do some barbecue consultation. Okay. What's, what's wrong with it, though? There's nothing like, wrong. No. There's nothing wrong with the big green egg. It's like it's like the nigga who wears skinny jeans and drives an Audi A A6 or an A8. It's like, nigga, like, we get it. You know what I'm saying? It's trendy. Yeah, him too. It's like, we get it. It's trendy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to fit into every fucking mold and check every check on the fucking checkbox. Big green egg is the next checkbox and, like, douche nigga. Like, it's douche barbecue nigga. Like if there's a bunch of barbecue <laughs> niggas, if there's a bunch of barbecue motherfuckers sitting around the pit talking, uh, a pit talking about our cookers, and it's like, oh, I got a hunt saker, oh, I got a gateway, oh, I got a lang, da 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 da, and then nigga at the end is like, I got a big green egg. It's like, all right, congrats, like you just bought a, just bought an Audi. You know, you you bought an Audi amongst car guys who actually fix cars. It's like, Great, you just bought your shit from the. Deal. I threw a little shade at y'all, big green egg owners. That was on purpose, man. Fuck y'all. Thought I, feel like you, so I feel insulted because you asked me if I was going to get one. Um, so there's there the only instance where I don't have an issue with somebody bar, buying a big green egg is when you're not a big barbecue guy. You know what I'm saying? 
If you're a barbecue guy, you should know better. If you're not a barbecue guy and you just want like a cooker and you say, fuck it, I got money, I'm gonna go buy a big green egg, then you should do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, cool. I mean, you just made a, you just made a, a decision based off of how much it costs and that makes sense. But if you're a barbecue guy, you know what I'm saying? We've had some barbecue conversations and then you go and buy a big green egg. It's like, hey, man, man, what, what, what you doing? Like, we just talked about it. We've been talking about barbecue for six months and you go and buy an egg. Like, what are you doing? You know, it's like that. Chef got money. Yeah. I, I don't, Chef. but I, I do like my Weber. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I just need something that can make my, my ribs taste food, taste good. It's so, I freak that Weber. Think about it is Weber is great, man. People act like Weber's are not great. Weber is an outstanding cooker. You can buy a Weber Smoky Mountain and a Weber Kettle and be done for life. That's all you need. But in status symbols, man, people feel that they need other shit. They act, and they actually end up fucking up and buying something cheaper and worse than a Weber in the process just because it looks like what it, what it's supposed to look like in the head, man. Nah, we just talking about Texas, all right. Um, was there anything else to say? I mean, nope. It's time for the topic. Hey, man. Hey, man. Prayers for Texas, man. You know what no, what? No, we have no. But no, I'm just no, saying, I mean, why? People, people pipes are bust, busting. I, I know that. Nigga, what are we talking? Fish tanks are freezing over. People, you know anybody who lives above like North Carolina deals with pipes busting. That's why we winterize pipes. Like what? 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 You winterizing pipes in fucking the north northeast? Niggas in Texas rap pipes. You think they have piping? Raw dogging, you know what I'm saying? So why? So why? So why? Because you play Madden on easy, I gotta, I gotta give prayers to you just because you throw a pick. Like, just like, doesn't make any sense. Like everybody else lives their life with that same hazard, and it's like, I mean, you got insurance, you got AHS, whatever, deal with it. Texas does it. Not everybody's got to stop and pray. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why I have to do this. (laughs) Hey man, people started to. To like you, you know that. <laughs> I, no, but I fuck with Texas. I love Texas. Texas is a barbecue saying, state. Like, I'm uh, with it. Like a, another black child got shot by the police. Niggas die every day, people. No, like, it's not. Nigga, it is. That's, that's no, it. it's not. No. Niggas is freezing as fuck. Nigga, I, I came in this. Buy a fucking coat. Coats don't do good like that. <laughs> What? And they run out all the long johns. And I don't think nobody can really get out and move around right now. Right. Yeah, have you thought about that? No, but I I kind of have been like in a cave for the past several days. I saw something on the um on the news and I thought that shit was in Dallas. I had no clue. It was like the whole fucking state of Texas. It's all of right. Texas. And there are it it gets cold in Texas. There are jackets there. There was a weather forecast. Hey, some shit about to pop off. Might be some snow. What the fuck happened? Um, I I think they was thought it was gonna be like you know regular snow, and they, I don't think they also put any sort of bets on like you know their power provider saying, "Ooh, ooh, it's expensive, bitch. I'm well, about to cut some of this shit off." Once again, once again, see this is one of them things you gotta look for when you start moving to motherfucking states. Texas is like one of the only states in the union that has its own fucking power grid. Why are you doing that? Why? want a monopoly i feel like some heads need to roll for this though i mean because they, they're doing some underhanded shit up there and then all the government like i, I saw um their their governor greg abbott was on fox talking about this is because of the green new deal i'm like bitch what you talking about are you trying to deflect right now texas got all that oil and they cold that's ironic no, oh yeah that's fair that's fair so speaking of irony <laughs> so this nigga russell wilson um is married to Sierra. We all know this, and it's all good. This nigga said that his biggest fear 
around Valentine's was um, was that he'd lose his wife. And niggas fucking lost it. Now, this is the thing. I have heard for years about niggas taking, having beef with Russell Wilson and Sierra being together. And I mean, you know, it's like you see it from afar. But I had never seen niggas like I know, like, like, like mutual full Facebook friends. I purged some of them. The what? Um, Do it. Right. I did get slurred the shit on that. I haven't seen mutual Facebook friends. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Say anything around, about like Russell Wilson being this, that, or the third. It's like, a little rough. Like negative comments about Russell Wilson's relationship with Sierra, because I, I just thought, you know, I thought I just had a better cadre of people that just ain't hateful ass niggas. But touche, niggas, you got me today. You got me because I saw all sorts of niggas talking about this nigga Russell Weeki a simp, and I was like, this nigga a simp because he he don't want to lose his wife. What say you? So, I, I, I'll say this. So, y'all know I, I've been pro-Russell Wilson for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think this has anything to do with his old lady or Sierra. You feel me? Like, motherfuckers have not fucked with Russell since Russell was, like, on the scene. Like, Russell's just a different type of cat. He's, I mean, he, I mean, he's, I mean, he's still a brother, but he doesn't act like, he doesn't act like Cam. He doesn't act like Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So, people feel that he's different and they can, they can act a different way, for, you know, towards him. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are rooting for Cam Newton way more than they are Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. But you would know that if you had a sports discussion with black people. You feel me? they much rather talk about Dak or they matter much rather talk about Cam or Lamar Jackson than Russell. But I say all that to say when, when the Sierra thing came up, everybody like jumped on that shit. And like, you know, they're coming in Russ's head and um, calling him a simp or whatever. And I'm like, this is a pattern. And y'all have always been like this for us. And I think it's more so a discomfort with the fact that this cat is just not the cookie cutter black dude. Um, so I don't think it has anything to do with simping. Uh, but if you were to simp, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with loving your wife. I don't understand how loving your wife became not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, to the extreme, you know what I'm saying? That's the woman that you got. That's the woman you do for the rest of your life. So why any sort of, even if you think it's over the top or it's extreme, why does that make you? I mean, I, I think niggas who just have that mentality are either A, not married. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've never, they've never been married. And also they just, they just short-sighted. And that, you know, that's why they, that's why they alone now. Yeah, man. I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Um, it, saying that you're scared to lose your wife isn't like, I don't think niggas understand the definition of simping. Like, what a lot of niggas do, like the play brother shit and the uh, Derek Jackson pandering and like shit like that, it's simply to me. Like a nigga saying he's scared to to lose his wife, like nigga, I don't even know what the context is, but he could be talking about lose, losing her, dying, losing her, she leaves, losing her in the motherfucking mall. It's your wife, like nigga, like you stood up and was like this my one. So I agree with you. It's niggas who probably never even sniffed marriage before. To say shit like that. Them the same niggas that like try to gas you up to do random ass nigga shit because they're single and lonely yep. and like they find they self worth and like fucking random chicks. So they try to make you feel weak. Like, oh nigga, you pussy whip, nigga. You nigga, I'm in town on whatever day and nigga, y'all ain't gonna fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta find you gotta find new niggas, dog. Like if if you're around niggas who really think. Russell Wilson is a simp for that. You really need new friends. I can understand when people are like, that nigga's a square. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, that nigga's not 
like quintessentially the cool guy. He's not the fucking Fonz. He's not Fonzarelli. You know what I'm saying? But that nigga is fucking rich. <laughs> He'll right. whoop your ass. And he married to Sierra. Nigga, you still eat noodles and right. shit on the futon. Right. You know what I'm saying? In the basement. So, like, that'd be the main niggas. Like, the loudest nigga be the most insecure, uh, low self low self-esteem ass niggas man so that's yeah. that I, so I was wondering why people kept talking about Russell Wilson so much and that shit like that shit is silly like I was watching an old episode of First 48 like last week the week before or whatever and um like basically a shootout happened down the street from this dude house he thought his stepson had got shot his wife was running towards the fire and he got his gun and started shooting at the motherfuckers that was doing the drive-by and then like they brought him in and he was a he was a convicted felon like they knew of him because he was apparently like a big time dope boy at some point and you know they were like man you know you ain't supposed to have that gun or whatever and then he was like man you know i thought my son was already dead and shit i thought my wife was next so i just i was protecting my family you know what i'm saying yeah unrelated to this story but they let him walk on that shit or whatever but it don't even necessarily have to be your wife. Like, if it's your girl, you fuck with real tough or whatever. Like, beauty, love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that shit is in the eye of the beholder. So, if that person is that to you and you scared to lose them, then really kind of fuck with everybody else thinking what they got going on. And like JJ said, the reason why I said it don't have to do nothing with a marriage, these motherfuckers ain't sniffed marriage. They, air quotes, on the hoes, but they ain't never had a meaningful relationship. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they can't. They ain't got nobody that ever had their back, or nobody ain't, don't give a fuck about losing their ass. You know what I'm saying? So they probably in their feelings about that. And um, yeah, that shit is stupid as fuck. Like if that's that man's wife, and he afraid to lose her for whatever reason. Like somebody said, like any kind of anything. Like I definitely don't know the context, but yeah, that that shit is silly. But the biggest takeaway here for me is. In these days and times, and I guess it's the internet because, you know, we have more, or at least we think more of a lens into motherfuckers' world is people think they be knowing more about people than they really know or whatever, or feel the necessity to comment on that shit or whatever. Like, growing up or whatever, you didn't, whatever your next door neighbor or whatever across the street or whatever had going on, that shit ain't have shit to do with you. Like, and now you speaking on Russell Wilson, nigga, you never met, never gonna meet, and... That shit is it's just dumb. Live and let those live. Like, and, goddamn. And Russell Wilson probably a realer nigga than you because he's having to say, man, I wouldn't even, I don't even know you, man. I probably wouldn't even talk to you, talk about you because I wouldn't talk about a nigga I don't know. He is square, but he, he, he more of a real nigga than you because you speaking on this man, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know that nigga. As a square nigga, I feel like square nigga. I don't know. But the, what's interesting to me in this is the. Are you a square nigga? I mean, you just kind of let that roll off your tongue. I think you're pretty, pretty cool. Uh, well, I, I've seen you do the city boy. You have pretty but, sweet moves, and you wear short sets. So I don't really think you're a square. You do a lot of cool yeah. nigga things, <laughs> right, 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 right? But 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 even still though, like what is a what is a square nigga though, man? I mean, you can be cool, and I mean, square just means like you just don't fit in. And a lot, like a lot of times, just because you fit in, like a nigga don't think you. Because niggas have to be closed minded, man. They be scared to try and new shit. So when they see a, a quote unquote square nigga like doing other shit. Like, 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 talking about the short sets. Like, some niggas is like, cool, I don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? You know, Chef out here on his short set shit. But there were plenty of niggas watching Chef short setting it up. Like, 
Oh man, that shit lame, man. I ain't about to bullshit, man. I ain't wear no fucking shorts above my fucking knee. That nigga lame as fuck. Just cause that nigga is doing him. You know what I'm saying? So Or or is he doing you? Cause you had that set on first. Yeah. What was the <laughs> what, what was the inspiration? Because Will was also going through the same sort of scrutiny with the short set. And I, love I was like it. I stand in solidarity with also wore very short pink shorts as well. I'm not on short sets, but I am on like seven inch inseam shorts. I'm all about the seven inch inseams now. Hey, Is that like a long short? Nah, it's, it's shorter. I don't okay. like like below the knee. Like remember at one point, like basically it'll be your shorts and then it's like two inches, then it's your socks and shoes. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I remember those. I want my shit more like tapered like, head, like, shoulders, shit, head, shoulders, shins, and toes, dude. Skateboarder shorts or some shit. Like you might as well wear pants to the beach. Or right. Men in some K and G that had the little strings at the bottom, but the short stopped the dry ankle. Oh, and I'm pull up like <laughs> this Indian. This Indian lady who uh, worked with me at my first job, man. Shout out for her. She taught me everything I know about databases and data warehousing and shit. <laughs> it was this black dude that worked with us, and he wore like a baby blue linen suit to work one day. She was like, Craig, why does he have enough pajamas, Craig? Why does he have enough pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I think he had on the baby blue linen suit, Stacy Adams. Like, hey boy, definitely was whack as fuck. But <laughs> she couldn't understand. She couldn't understand this. Uh, I, I ain't know. The India homies definitely inspire how I dress at work. Boy, you must wear some cool motherfuckers, boy. Them motherfuckers. No, that's where the tight polos means like everybody else. Oh yeah, that's still. Perfect. I don't want to. I don't want to just make it like this is a commentary against Indians because I don't have shit against Indians. But I ain't never seen nobody that had no raw shit that made me like I want to dress like them. Nah, I just wanted to assimilate. It, it was really more about that. I just wanted to blend in good. True. Shout out to like you know what I'm saying. Like on my way, uh, on my road trip, stopped at one gas station. Man, it was this uh, Indian man working there, man, and I could just tell he didn't like black people. Like when I. And man, I just want to get some fucking lottery tickets. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, let me get, you know, let me get one power bar, one mega million. Like the nigga didn't even say like four dollars. Like the nigga just turned around, got the lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? I was about to just be ugly and put the fucking money on the counter. You know what I'm saying? Just to go back for, but I didn't want to exchange that type of energy with the nigga. So I did whatever. But the crazy thing is, is so many Indians that don't fuck with us, but half y'all niggas look like niggas like y'all the closest thing to passing for us like Wait, that's, when that's, I walked that's up real. I thought he was but, black like but, old black but you gotta think two things go ahead I said but you gotta think about it though man there are, there are white people in this country that don't see black people until they're like in college like they can literally ask when was the first time you saw a black person right so if there are white people that feel that way and they get their views of white people from either other white people they see on TV and they're our neighbors like you can drive to them Imagine what Indian niggas see. Like these Indian niggas, like they don't, they've never seen or experienced a black person. They see Lil Baby, Lil Uzi Vert, Barack Obama, Morgan Freeman, and what they see on TV. Like that's how how would and how do they know how black people really are? So JJ, you touched on a couple of things, and I work in IT, so I do work around and have worked around a lot of Indians. I found that Indians align associate assimilate whatever the proper word is with either black or white so that like the lady who i was telling y'all about she was cool as fuck she was like a like a black person she gravitated more towards me or whatever and we're like 
go to lunch together, all the shit. She was super cool. It's some other people, and normally you can kind of tell like by who they are married to. That's sometimes a clue or whatever. But some other people, they align themselves more with white people. It was like this dude I had a real deal fucking problem with at work. Um, and then one day he was like talking. He showed a picture of his family. He was married to this white lady or whatever. I was like, ah, okay, so you probably kind of you know more closely assimilated to the white people the other thing that you touched on totally unrelated to that is when you're on a road trip or you're in like a random ass area or whatever buy you a lottery ticket because them fucking weird ass gas stations out the side of the highway always had to be winners yep that's, a, uh, oh, that's what i always approach. do if it sells yeah, black and mild you're not gonna win <laughs> Uh, and I also thought about, man, just how, just how black people have it hard, right? So pulling off on, like, these random, so I'm going from Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, right? But even trying to pick out, like, where I'm going to get off just because there might be a chance it might be some racist niggas at the gas station or off the off-ramp, you know what I'm saying, uh, yep. KKK meetings. You know, especially in, in these three fucking states. I'm just like, damn, that's another thing why, another reason why black men or black people in general don't live as long as white people because they just don't have to deal with those type of stressors like nigga i'm just trying to get some gas uh kit kat nigga you know what i'm saying and a rock star yep. but you have to think about that shit at all times and whenever you go to one of those um fucking little towns or cities to get gas or whatever like i'm just looking around for the confederate flags and the fucking uh Camouflage, man. That's usually the dead giveaways. If I, and if I see another black person at the gas station, yeah, I feel a little bit more relieved. You a know lot more relieved. All right. Nigga yeah. driving to New Orleans, are we going to gas up in Alabama or Mississippi? Right, exactly. I drive through Mississippi. Alabama. I've never, st- I've never stopped in Mississippi <laughs> in my life. Like, I don't even know. What, I mean, I know I got homies. I'm sure it's cool for them, but I've never <laughs> stopped in Like, it's, not, it's something about this the is- smell, the road, raggedy as fuck. And I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. I just need to keep on moving. Shouts out to Mississippi. Man, I tried, I tried to drive all the way one time. I, I had a Camry at one time. Great gas mileage. From Tallahassee to Nashville, right? So... I'm trying to push it. Then I was like, "Damn, let me just—I don't. Let me just get the fucking gas. I ain't gonna make it." So I had to stop in Pulaski. Ugh, I did like that the, the the birthplace of the KKK. You know what I'm saying? It was like you want to pull over Pulaski, a fucking Lynchburg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is like the next city. And I'm like, fuck, nigga. I'm like, I guess I'm just gonna have to roll the dice, nigga, and stop in Pulaski. This is fucked up, bro. I had to stop in Pulaski at night. That scared the fuck out of me. We were driving to Indianapolis from Tallahassee on 65. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. I was like, no, thank you. Never again. In Pulaski. Shouts out to Pulaski. Ugh. But, uh. Niggas in Pulaski. Uh, so what was you talking about next? So, okay, yeah. It's kind of bleed, bleeds into itself. Um, like, someone thought about <clears throat> niggas talking about like, having issues with Russell Wilson. Kind of put me in the mindset that niggas don't have, like, don't understand the importance of genuine relationships because I think if you understood, like if you had a real relationship, like that's genuine between you and a mate or really between you and anybody that you care about losing them in any sort of way is a stressor. It's something that you're concerned about. It's something that matters to you. So it made me think about, and maybe I'm kind of fueled by it today, but um, social media relationship. So I think like, so someone asked in the, with all due respect group, like, um, how do you have social media beef? Um, and I was thinking more along the lines, of not the beef side of it, but more so like, 
Mike, the relationships. Like, how how do you how do you measure the the, the how genuine a relationship <clears throat> is with somebody on social media? Um, if you have those type of relationships, like how how do you make it? How's it how's it real? And how do you say it's like something legitimate if it's if the scope is really just between Facebook and and Instagram or Twitter or some shit? To me, that's easy. I don't go to social media for friends. I think that's where people fuck up. They go to social media for friends. Like, people on social media are not my fucking friends unless you are already my friend before I get on social media. I mean, we have discussions. We debate. You know, we're, I mean, we're basically keeping each other company. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what's going on. But we're not friends. And it's kind of weird because I think we grow attached. We grow attached to the for different reasons, either to argue with them or just to see them or just to have them around and somebody I always talk to on Discord or Reddit or whatever the fuck it is. But in the day, these people are not your fucking friends. But what's sad about it is we start to picture our relationships with our people on social media as a friendship. And you feel like that's the way you maintain a friendship. But the motherfucker who lived down the street, who you've known forever, you don't engage with that motherfucker anymore because they're not on social. You can't just text them or whatever. Your relationship is just different. That traditional style of relationship is different. But faith, social media becomes your new model for a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And I think it hurts some people when they have other friendships. Like, how do I nurture this relationship? How do I maintain this? You know what I'm saying? And I think we kind of need to get off social media. If you have a friend who is your friend friend on social media... You don't have to Facebook and Instagram with that person. Like, why don't y'all call each other and, like, get up and go eat chicken fingers or something? Like, that's the friendship part, not so much the social media part. Uh, yeah. I mean, people throw the word friend out. It's all willy-nilly, man. Like, not everybody's your friend. I mean, these people aren't even, like, your associates. <laughs> like, it's like Wood says, these are, like, say social media is like a prison. You know what I'm saying? It's like some people are... Uh, you know, you meet them in Gen Pop and you bond because y'all are Muslim or you're black or you're Aryan race, whatever the fuck. And then you just kind of deal with each other while we're here in prison. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like you got you really got your own shit. I got my own shit. We just kind of bond on whatever we bonded on. You know what I'm saying? So it's weird. I think that people who who care about cultivating Social media friendships don't have real friendships. So, like, they're the people that always tell their business to everybody and refers to everybody as their Facebook family. I have a question. You know what I'm saying? They need, like, that attention from people online because they don't get the attention offline. So, I mean, just be just be wary if somebody's really trying to, like, I don't know, social media cuff you? I don't know. What the <laughs> fuck? Y'all think it's not being weird. Fuck. I'm kind of... Um... I'm like a non-confrontational person for the most part in real life. Anyway, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever had yeah. social media beef. Like a couple of times people have said some offbeat shit to me and I just kind of chalk it up to like the fact that they don't know me for real. Like one time somebody, um, I made a comment on a post and somebody said I was like misogynistic or something. And I was like, this, this motherfucker don't even know me. And the comment yeah. that I made that they were responding to was not misogynistic at all so where did you get that shit from i don't know maybe that was like your fucking calendar word for the day or whatever um because i used to have a word a day calendar so maybe she was just trying to use that shit in the sentence i don't really know one of the homies uh wife came to my defense and that was cool but it really was no need i didn't even respond to that shit because i knew that shit was not rooted in anything so <clears throat> most of that shit really and it's so funny because people be like well if it don't apply let it fly whatever whatever and people <clears throat> don't do that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they can't be one up. And it's kind of funny that y'all use the prison analogy because it's the same thing. Like, oh well, if I let this shit slide today, then people gonna keep trying me or whatever. I don't know what they thought, but it seems like that's what that shit is. Because people, some people don't want to let shit slide. Like they got to fucking address and respond to everything. Yeah. Me personally, I don't really care that much. You think maybe she meant homogenous? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, because people on social media are really a lot of people just aren't smart. You know what I'm saying? Just like just yes, in general. yes, it's more. I don't say dumb and people than smart people, no. but like like the people that. But 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 you you mentioned there's a third category, and you already mentioned it. There are dumb people, there are smart people, and there are just not smart people. Not saying you dumb, just not smart. Right, and again, when usually the loudest is the wrongest. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas just be loud and wrong. Like, oh man, what's that? Um, what's that effect where like the less you know, the smarter you think you are? Y'all know what that is? I don't know. My granddaughter teach yeah. me. I don't know what oh, comes man. Yeah. Oh, man, hold on. The more I teach you, the dumber. Go I ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. Keep talking, JJ. I'll check with the producers. Right. Yeah, check with the producers. But it's, it's wait a one minute. Of those the less things, you know, like, the more you think you know. Yeah, it's um. Because the more you know, realize you know anything. You know it's what I'm saying? The Dunning-Kruger know. effect. That's what it is. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning. Did y'all say Freddy Krueger? It was Cougar for everybody at one point in time, I feel. That's what I'm about to say, dog. Niggas graduated to Cougar. Oh, man. niggas didn't know. Niggas thought it was Cougar, dog. Straight up. No, Everybody thought it was Cougar for at least 15 to 20 minutes. Everybody. I never thought it was Freddy Everybody. I did. Never mind. I'm lying. Because when I say it out loud, I'm like, I did say that. Never mind. You're right. I mean, that, but that's what there's out of there. I want to also no factor kid. in the crazy, though. Like, I feel like. Niggas <laughs> are mentally unstable. Yes. Like, it's been. Okay, so we've been in the panorama for. Um, it's going to. We almost. Almost our anniversary. Do you know what? It's almost March 11th. So that's when everything got real, real, and we was locked down for. So it's been about a year, and I'm starting to notice the palpable levels of insanity um in the community like and i don't see it as much here because i live in florida and people be out and about niggas go get their hair cut niggas go to the bar and have a drink niggas go kick it so there's different levels of hanging out and living life here but niggas that live in other places i could see the crazy going up and i almost almost think okay the prison analogy is is real but then there's also the whole the whole effect of being in prison and kind of being institutionalized and the craziness goes along with it. But, I, I mean, to me, I mean, and to me that pattern exists amongst zennials, not zennials, where the, the millennials, whatever the fuck the late millennials is and whatever is the fuck is after that. I mean, most, like, motherfuckers who like 70s, 80s, 80s babies, like, they chilling. Like, we sitting our fucking ass down somewhere. Like, went and go and occupied our time and found something to do with ourselves. It's these later motherfuckers that have that that need to connect at all fucking times like they can't live life like unless they're connecting these are just the motherfuckers to me that is having a problem like they can't they can't leave the house and go connect and be a part of things and be in the mix and do their pictures for instagram and all of this type of shit they can't do that so that's a piece of their life that's missing everybody that i know that grew up you know what i'm saying with a grandmama that said when it's raining all elect all electronic items get turned off the Lord is in his temple doing his work and you just don't do nothing people that came up in that time are fine because we're used to being shut the fuck off if you use the prison analogy we've already been in we've been in the being for 20 years already 
It's like, all right, whatever, whatever the fuck we doing today, we doing today. And it's much like that with COVID, man. Like, it's we're these new fish. Is these new fish? You know what I'm saying? These <laughs> niggas come into the bing and start tripping. I don't know, man. I've been seeing niggas already in college. Well, some niggas already yeah, just mean, crazy, some, crazy. Some people anyway. over. Some people did cross over at a point. Um, <laughs> or, I mean, maybe I don't know. Like you said, they go to that. Um, you couldn't turn that shit on or whatever. But I definitely am well aware of that shit because I spent a lot of summers at my parents' house. Uh, well, if you live in Florida, you know every fucking summer, every day it rained, like thunderstorms, thunder and lightning, <laughs> and all that shit, and all that shit is going off. Like my grandma would turn the fucking AC off and everything, <laughs> like yep, every fucking thing was. Go to sleep or chill or whatever the fuck. Play some dominoes, cards, whatever, till that shit pass over, and then you back on. How how long do you think it would take you to get over the no cell phone jitters? You know what I'm saying? Because like right now, nigga, if I go on my phone, I'm like, oh fuck, what the fuck am I gonna do with my hands? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it'd take like a, a day, two days, a week. No, I'm pretty, I mean, I have some pretty smooth jazz hands. No, I'm <laughs> It's spirit fingers. I see your spirit fingers. Right. But have y'all ever like just lost your phone and was just and just been, and was like, you know, I'm cool with not having a phone for a week. I, I've done that a few times. It's really actually pretty liberating. I enjoyed enjoyed it both times. Yeah. So I agree with you. So I would be fine if I didn't have my phone. It'd probably take me like a week to adjust just because I just don't have that something to take my nervous energy away. But as long as I can still like get on a plane and train an automobile and like go see people, I'll be straight. I think where I'd be hurt is so the the thing with me is, and I ask this every time it happens: How did we wait before we had cell phones? Like waiting, like you're waiting to get into the chair at the barber the barbershop. You're in the post office line waiting to like go drop your package off, and there's three people ahead of you. You're waiting in all these instances, like you're at a red light waiting for the light to change. How did we wait before we had a cell phone? Because now when I wait, ah, perfect time to check my shit. What what would I do if I didn't have a cell phone when it was time to wait? So Nigga, read random shop, shit. How would you read it? Read. You carry a book in your pocket? No, like at the barbershop, you know, niggas had them old ass magazines. Magazine. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just read yeah. random shit. Oh, gotcha. Like, them niggas might have a TV on. You know, the barbershop's always been, um, as far as the lights, you kind of just chill. And so, speaking of that shit, you come to a light, it's like a long-ass cycle. Me, personally, because I've already set a cycle or twice, depending on how many cars are in front of me, I'm ready to, so now I'm active. But it's always the first one, like, like they, like, buried in their phone, like, you're not ready to go to. And then somebody got to blow at them yeah. because I'm sitting there. And they phone or whatever, like, damn, we done already waited through, like, The first seconds. nigga always has to pay attention. I mean, everybody else can kind of see your car out the peripheral so we can kind of, oh, a car is moving. But you don't have that when you're the first car. The first car can never fuck off and, like, look, pay attention. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Will for saying peripheral. And some niggas be saying peripheral. Niggas just say all kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, so, like, if you're in a grocery store, nigga, you'd read, like, the back of the fucking... Ed card, oh, these are cage free. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, just... you read the tabloids oh. and the line, like right. all the little headline tabloids. Like, in, so in my house, which is probably disgusting, nasty, like we had a little bucket full of like jets and ebony's, right? So, you know, you go to the jet beauty of the week and then Sticky you go pages. to the back to Sticky see pages. what the single and the albums of the book were. But then I go over like my grandma's house and she didn't have that same little. A bucket of magazines, so then you just read like the back of cleaning products. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 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 or make fucking conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
crazy weather we're having. Yeah. So yeah, to your point about the post office, yeah, that's what you're like making conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you do? <laughs> but that is that's true though. I mean, interaction. People don't talk to motherfuckers. You don't talk to each other no more. Like it's just easier that way. Like even if I like if I go to, back in the day, I was like a normal place like to talk to people for some reason. Like everyone literally has on headphones. I listen to music, listen to podcasts, um, bullshitting around. But people just don't interact like they used. And I think it's doubling down since you're staying in the house. That's what I'm talking about. The crazy factor. Like people are basically going through solitary confinement within themselves at this point. People have been doing that though before COVID. People that have gone to the gym, they have zoned the fuck out. People would rather talk to the person who's 500 miles away as opposed to the who's 500 feet away. That's just, that's that that's what it's been. You know, COVID is just putting it on steroids. People have much preferred to not be intimate where I can see and actually talk to that person. Um, Chef, do you get on the pussy spreader when you're at the gym? Ooh, ooh. Wait, is that like a... That machine. No, I don't, I have no, I, I have no reason for that. I, I do enough squats and, uh, and deadlifts. I think it's for your, your hip. Yeah, like doing those squats. The, the pussy for your um the inner thighs. Your pussy. I, don't, <laughs> I don't need to have strong inner thighs. And I don't and I have a, a penis. Come on. I mean, I think it, it's just called the like, I don't think it's, it's not really that. just it's but, not. <laughs> I think it's called the hip abductor, but yeah. Uh, uh, I don't not, do that. Not at the one that's planning fitness. I don't think I need hips either because I'm a nigga. Like I don't have to be an hourglass figure. <laughs> <laughs> so Never mind. All right, that's what... I'm, I'm not built like Elise. I, hey, man, I was letting you. I know what you was. I was. I was. I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Come on out, they got us. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. I know what you was thinking. You <laughs> was thinking that, man. Ah, uh, wood on the weed pit. <laughs> so the funny thing is, I wasn't going to say shit. Like, like, J- like, like when uh, Five Thousand was talking, I was looking at J. Joe on the video, and I was like, "Oh shit, this nigga shit then froze," and then he just blinked. I was like, "Oh, this nigga." <laughs> 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 oh shit! Oh man! Hilarious. Speaking of fun shit, homeboy getaways. Like we, we was. I th- did we talk about this shit? We didn't we get into about it last week. Yeah. Oh, the toxic. Oh, we did talk about it, but to Britney Spears. You know, you got a whole uh, thing rolled out before. Sorry. <laughs> no need to get cute. <laughs> it wasn't. A... We gonna follow the program's written. Are you looking at last week? No, I'm looking at this week. It is on there. It is on oh, there. That's my bad. I should. I should have caught that. Where would I'm... you like to be with your homeboy? Huh? Nowhere. <laughs> you missed Um. I just feel like, you know, I feel like it's, it's time. Um, I saw the in the group somebody posted a video about the, the young lady doing um, her doing her singles trips. And I've, I've deduced that that's what women do with, with singles trips by themselves. Um, is they, um, so for people that people that didn't uh, oh, yeah, yeah. on Facebook, can you tell them what, what that yeah, post was? Sorry about that. Somebody posted a, a, about a young lady who um, basically go, goes... Like, she's a, a big tourist. Like, she likes to go around the world and, you know, do black girl travel shit. Sex. Um, but the <laughs> thing is... Remember used to play that little... You still got it. All right. But she used to get her travel. But the thing is, she was 100 about her shit, unlike most. Like, she she basically was like, I go around the world to get dick I can't get back at the, at the crib. So she was fucking... Chinese niggas in China. She's fucking African niggas in Africa. 
she was fucking. And Africa's a big place. I yeah. think she fucked. Yeah. Right. She went all over the different. She went all yeah. over Africa. That, but that's gen- that's generally where you fuck Africans is in Africa. I don't I don't know why you qualified that. Um, and then um, she you know she went to Brit, uh, Great UK to. The what? The great UK. The great UK. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's the UK to fuck right. Right. So, you know. She was like, I where's Carmen San Diego's pussy? Like. <laughs> but I honored it because she being very real about it. Like, we see all these motherfuckers go on trips with their homegirls, and they be fronting like, like, like they so much better than niggas when they go on trips. Like, like I'm just going to go read, go to, uh, go to Jamaica and read a book by myself. I'm like, she lying. Like Eddie Murphy called that shit out in nineteen four. What are you talking about? So I honored the, the her candor, um, and it, it just goes to show. Like, like when like we go on trips with our, our niggas, we really are just going just to smoke weed with each other and shoot the shit and cry together. But nobody want to talk about that. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I respect a gangster too, but like the way women were championing it, it's I don't know. It's just I guess what were, what what were women do? championing it. <laughs> he, he repeated it. He repeated it. He's still tricked it all. I can't say a shit either, though. Anyway, they were, they were they were bigging her up. We had that discussion last week, and like, if a nigga was like, "Yeah, nigga, I go to China, I mean, chicken China, then I fly to the UK if I fuck me one in UK, then I got these." She had two, like two, not two, like brothers going. And they look underage, bitch. And two pictures, two pictures and, of her conquest. Right, and then she was like, "Well, hey, this was my cab driver." Basically, uh, she fucked over the dude who really was there to fuck with and fuck with the cab driver. Then the cab driver stole the money, so then she went back to the other dude and was like, oh, I should have stayed with him the whole time. But, you know, they're still petting zebras, and she's having fun. She's doing that shit. That's fine. It's cool. I'm just saying, like, if a man did that, and I, we're not going to get into this double standard shit, but, like I said, do whatever you want to with your genitalia. It was just, <laughs> just I don't know, there's a lot of hypocrites sometimes when it comes to this I think yeah, it should. Oh, go ahead, Chef. I, I was like, I agree. I mean, I feel like you should, like like you have your have the right. But my thing is, it's the audacity of saying like niggas is always just being foul when it's like like two things could be completely wrong. But yeah, go ahead. I I mean, I'm just more so taken aback by the fact that she's not an attractive person. I mean, and not to me. She might be attracted nah. to somebody else. Apparently, she's attracted to some niggas. But she's she she wasn't she wasn't a looker. You feel me? But it kind of shows the the pussy v dick like market because like even a nigga like a, even a nigga who's on his shit you know what I'm saying you go around the world you're putting up college baseball numbers you're probably you you probably batting 600 650 or something like that like yup find me a chicken in UK you know find me a chicken say, in India whatever but when I went to China it wasn't popping like that you know I met a chick you know what I'm saying like your batting average is not gonna be that high and you could be you could be a relatively like Funny, charming, and attractive, attractive dude. You know what I'm saying? This chick is a- averages a push. You know what I'm saying? And she's fucking niggas all over the world, man. It's just like she gotta be nasty or something, or there's gotta be something about her. What besides the fact that she's ready to where she's putting up these type of numbers? And then you look at it, and it's like, well, she's putting up a hell of a numbers. Like she's putting up. I'll put her average ass, but her numbers up against any nigga, and she's probably doing better on a world trip. But the fact that women are applauding that behavior is like y'all are talking out of both sides of your mouth because on one end, we have the whole Chloe Bailey thing. You know what I'm saying? She's being too provocative. She's too out there. We got Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey this. Lori Harvey that. You know what I'm saying? Doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? We got people having things to say about Cardi B. All of those things where we have promiscuous women, but then we turn around to this chick 
uh, Princess Poppy, you know what I'm saying, who's putting up these numbers, but nobody, they're applauding her. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's like we're in an echo chamber. Like, she's a woman doing what she wants to do, so I applaud her anyway, even though the behavior that she's doing is contrary to what you talk about, like, Monday through Wednesday. You know, it's kind of hypocritical. And she and she's not really going to, like, uh, how do I put this? She She's kind of slumming it now. It's not like she's, uh, True. She's going. Looks like she's going to some like poor neighborhoods, man, and finding these dudes. Uh, <laughs> she in the five dollars, nigga. I feel like she's paying them. Ooh, one way My personal is if a chick going her phone, barring a catastrophe, any dude in there who she hit up like, hey, come through, let's make it happen. She's straight. A dude, it's not that easy. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really think it matter what neighborhood she go to or whatever. Somebody's gonna oblige her. You feel like Uh-oh. so? Do y'all feel like y'all have higher standards at this point in terms of what you will or will not do with a woman? What? Than you did. <laughs> what boy? This for the single niggas. Okay, all right. See, you know, you, hey. you know, you know. Hey, I was about to be like, hey, my nigga, walk him back. What is on? Back of the lineup. Exactly. I got you, but um. No, but because uh, I'm trying to, it's really, I'm trying to get an understanding because I was really kind of surprised that niggas was on her. So is it like a thing about standards or is it just like, there's a point where you just don't care? Because I don't think I ever felt that way. Before. It, I, just think I, don't, fuck. I don't think it's none of the above. Like, let's just say you sitting around the fucking Lakers and Celtics game on, you ain't doing shit, might be raining outside, whatever. <laughs> Old girl hit you up like, hey, I'm trying to come through shit all right whatever come through i ain't doing shit you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't really think it's that deep like you're a woman if you started a man and a woman off at the exact same time like okay go a woman is gonna find somebody to bite before a man i I think yep so i mean what she's doing per se ain't really so spectacular on his face um the fact that she's celebrating it, putting it out on Front Street or whatever, that's what kind of makes the story unique, for lack of a better word. But she ain't really raising no sand because somebody's going to oblige her. But if what she's doing is cool, why don't women do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, it's wow. like, I mean, some do, some don't. But at least that's not what they portray. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, yeah, go ahead and do that, sis. But that's not the type of behavior they all, they all display. Like, you go to Cancun, they're still the yeah. friend in the club talking about... Nah, girl, come on. You don't know them. We tired anyway. Good night. Like, that type of shit. <laughs> they just I mean, celebrate women, like, dog. It could you know be like men's society. Like, when they pulled up at the gas station and they was talking about wax. And they was like, you know what I'm saying? This nigga had done so much gangster shit, he just really enjoyed watching other niggas do the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, maybe, like, they married or they in a relationship or whatever. And it's like, yeah, sis, do you? Go off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do the shit, but... You do it, you know, so I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's difficult to say. I ain't had no conversation with a woman about this particular topic, but and then let's let's go back to the social media aspect of it. Sometimes people just go with whatever hot. So everybody's celebrating her online. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna jump down and celebrate it too. True. Like, it could just be that fucking simple. It might not even really be no deep uh, ass reason. But let's, let's, hey, but let's, let's go, let's circle back to the internet, friends. So if you don't know in real life, it's <coughs> cool and fun, but let that be your homegirl. And she like, girl, I went to Detroit, fuck this nigga. I went to Pittsburgh, fuck this nigga. Then I went to, like, some of y'all going to be calling her a whole little bit. Yep. And 
and post up the group but chat. That's your, but that's your I mean, real friend, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you bigging up the internet girl or woman or whatever, but your home girl, like, you talk shit about. And, like, uh, 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 she can't come with us. You know, she a, she a XYZ. So, I don't well, know. I don't think it's, I guess they don't count as home if <coughs> you stamp your passport. If you just going on Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh to Detroit. I don't know, man. I think y'all too. But if it, it I mean, never mind. Some people I be celebrating that shit because they'll be like, "Oh well, she ain't married." Like whatever. If you ain't married, you single. I mean, that's the same thing we was talking about last week. With the but song. they say, that, I'm telling you, they say that about people they don't know. But you should say it to your real friends if that's how you going. What you said, Peanut Princess. Like <laughs> you might as well do your home girl like that too. Like let her do her if, if, and stop cocking, cocking, blocking. Oh boy. <laughs> Pop blocking, blocking. Um, stop cock blocking your home girl if she trying to get her shit off. And be like, uh uh-uh, girl, you ain't never gonna find let her. If she wanna go ahead and give it up in Detroit and Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Akron. Does the friend do does the friend who's yeah. always ready to go still exist? Is that still a thing? <laughs> That's where that was. Does the friend who's always ready to go still exist? Like when you, like right when you are in your offense and your offense is moving the ball, there's always the one chick. Uh uh-uh, uh, girl, like uh uh-uh, uh, my feet hurt. Like we ready to go, and then she look at you uh, like she can't, she can't fight with you right now. We gotta go. I think Uber put that chick out of business. Right. Damn. Exactly. Yeah. Like y'all go ahead, I'll catch up later. Like I was think, always the one that you know. would drive. So now that they ain't got to ride back with her, that's got to be a good ass. Statement to hear as a go ahead on. I'll catch up with y'all later. But listen, that's another reason why these young niggas are having really very little effort. Lower the basketball goal, and y'all niggas still missing dunks. Nigga, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, y'all never had to deal with the cock block driver. Oh man, you young niggas got it too easy. And nobody want to play interference with her because she kind of mean and she don't look good. Right, cause and that's where the wingman was created. Like, oh man, yeah. homegirl Hayden, take one for the team guy. You know, yeah. now that homegirl free. You, you, you don't need a wingman no more. There ain't no more Scotty man. It's LeBron. Wingman. It's just LeBron. No need for a Scotty man. That's crazy. Damn, you brought that. Up. That hurt my heart a little. Too easy, bro. Wingman fun though. Depends. Especially if you just real fun, cause then y'all can just talk about bullshit. Right. But then you rather be doing some other shit. You might be trying to get on your. Like, you know, that's why cool married men, cool faithful married men are like the best wingman. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was wingman. I wasn't trying to get no, no poon tank. So I, I'll chat up your little friend and blah blah blah. And she thinks she be yeah at the trick. Right? She <laughs> thinks she getting some thing at the end of the night. <laughs> I pulled the fucking ripcord. All right, y'all. About to catch this Uber. That shit definitely happened with my, um, so with my homeboy, I was with my homeboy when he met his wife, basically. So, but his homegirls with her, with her, we was all at the bar here in town. So I was like, I wing, I was wingmanning for like an hour and a half. And I was like, all right, it's been real. And I dipped. (laughs) She was like, what? I was like, I was looking at my nigga. What you talking about? Just gotta, you got, just gotta give your homeboy enough time to season the meats, man. Right, and then you right. can get up out. Exactly. Now I, I didn't been so charming with a chick. She thought she was gonna. I nah, I can't be charismatic. Uh, I think a lot of chicks thought they were gonna end up fucking me at the end of the night and end up fucking the homie. <laughs> yeah, when you when you show up, when you show up, the fucking the the main pilot. Like, no, she got a high pilot skin, man. Like, oh. <laughs> 
Um, All right, man. So last thing on dossier, um, Rush Limbaugh died today, but you don't have to take my word for it. Want to be featured on Ask for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If you're asking for a friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road and back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my part right here. Waiting for you to say go a point to the camera. Oh, go ahead. Hands up. Five, four, three. <laughs> this week, asking for a friend is something that we did a, a poll on uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, so the question was if you had to get rid of one new edition song, Candy Girl, Mr. Telephone Man, if it isn't love, can you stand the rain? So if you had to get rid of one of those songs, fellow, which one? And I thought it was pretty straightforward. But you want to list again? I'm sorry. Yeah, I ain't gonna list. Candy Girl, Mr. Telephone Man. If it isn't love, and can you stand the rain? Y'all don't. Y'all know I'm high. Y'all keep asking me to repeat uh, something yeah, like no, that. No, I'm good. I got, so, it. I got it. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I got my answer. Right. So yeah. So to me, it's between Candy Girl and Mr. Telephone Man. That's really where the competition lies. So which one do I like? Wait, where you go there? Uh, five thousand would say you are. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Hold on. Uh oh. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. What, what you... Oh no, I was. It wasn't. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, because they kind of got like a similar uh sound, for lack of a better word, that I can't think of right now. What about you, Chef? Um, it's easy for me. Um, it's Candy Girl. I, I, no, no, I just wanted you to fucking. Was it? Did you narrow it down to those two, Candy Girl and? I didn't. I oh. narrowed it down to nothing. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't want you. I narrowed it. Sound like a nigga dead. I ain't narrowed down shit. <laughs> no, because you I like, but I want to goddamn do them. Because you narrowed it Because the thing is, it's a telephone man's like one of my favorite songs. Fuck the new edition song. So it's like I, I really like that song. Oh, so yours? So like the Jackson Five version? Out of Gary? Stop it. Uh oh. Right, so, I, 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 but but this is the Gary episode. I'm just saying. But it, it's <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned that though, because that's kind that kind of goes into the thought process, right? And subconsciously, do you like old new edition or new edition better? You know what I'm saying? Good question. And yeah, and that's where it kind of if you if you like new edition, new new edition more than old new edition, you're gonna like. If it isn't love, can you stand the rain better? And it's between the older new edition songs. And to me, I like Mr. Telephone Man more than I like Candy Girl. And that's mainly because you mentioned Gary already. Candy Girl was very much in the mold of like Jackson 5 type stuff. And I already have that in the Jackson 5. And the things that I like about new edition have nothing to do with the Jackson 5 or that particular model. So that's why I, I let Candy Girl go. Telephone Man was, you know, Bobby got a little bit more chance to shine the Telephone Man. I just think it was a better song and it was less in that 
Jackson Five Bowls. That's why I made my five thousand. What say you? Um, yeah, I'll probably say Candy Girl could go as well. Like, I don't know, Candy Girl just don't really move me. Like, so I think I probably shared this before. Like, I always listen to old music for the most part of my car. Ninety or maybe ninety-five percent of the time, I'm listening to like old shit and um. Candy Girl, I mean, I could easily skip that shit. Um, Can You Stand in the Rain is like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> like, that. Uh, we, we, I'm going to get to y'all's number one. Oh, my bad. In a minute. Well, I mean, so that I, ain't even necessarily my number one. I'm just saying, like, I was just going to say why you can't really eliminate the other ones. But yeah, go ahead. So, yeah. Dude. So, I narrowed it down to the, <laughs> to the two. Um, <laughs> and I also chose to get rid of Candy Girl. But, we, that barrel, barrel, barrel. <laughs> yeah, and and that nigga come through spitting. You know what I'm saying? No, it's a good song. Like Candy Girl is not a trash song, but you just put it up against. I, I agree. I mean, you put it up against two songs that are probably some of the best songs in R and B of that era. Period. So, so I'm gonna ask what you- I don't understand how can I don't understand how can you stand the rest? Not like that. That was a song that epitomized that era of R and B, and you got everything. You got. Multiple harmonies with a group. Mm-hmm. You got lead vocals that was that was uh, that was outstanding. You had uh, the B vocals. Uh, what the fuck, uh, Ricky on his on his part. You know what I'm saying? And he ripped his part. And it might be the best part of the song is when he came in on that second part. And on top of that, you got some of the best motherfucking ad libs from Johnny in any new edition song ever, like in the background. So well, was that the first name who? It may have been. Might be the most famous one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it got to be like the most famous yeah. Nehu if it's not the first yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. And that was Terry and what's his name, right? That was a, a song Jimmy that... Jimmy Jimmy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was everything you want from a song. You can you can play that song today in a in a club full of, I mean, probably our age, and maybe even younger, you know what I'm saying? But And that song will hit because it's just that much... It's just that popular of a song. You can play that at the family unit. You can play all four of those songs that go hit in the club. True. Any Heartbreak is like a classic album. Like, a, pretty much a perfect album. I do like Young New Edition, though. I don't like them more, but I'm like a Jackson 5 stand on the low. I made a quick observation. I want to see if y'all notice this. Got to be there. Is this the end? And please don't go, girl, by, um, what's the white boy's name? That's saying, I want to sex you up? No. Please um, don't go What's the white boy? New Kids on the Block. Please Don't Go Girl um, by New Kids on the Block is all the same song. What do you mean? Got to be there. You had to listen to it. Like, if you listen to Got to Be There by Mike, by the Jackson 5 and listen to Is This the End by New Edition and then listen to Please Don't Go Girl, it's basically the same song. It's, it's really weird because they're all, they're all boy groups for sure uh, in their particular eras. The nigga who produced them. Um, and they're what? Please don't go to jail. Yeah. It's gonna freak y'all out here, dude. Hey, this beat is knocking though. Right, that be on. Whoa, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is bullshit. Hold on. What's the other one? What's the other one? Uh, is this the end by New Edition? And what's and it got to be there by the Jackson Five. That should be what? Got to be there. They got to be there hard though. Yeah. There you go. 
They gonna shut down our podcast now. We playing MJ. We ain't got the rights to this music. Shout out to Gary. G-Town. No, we need a nigga named Gary on this episode. That's all I'm saying. Or we could have got... Hey, man, you want me to call a nigga from Gary? (laughs) No. I got got a nigga from Gary on my phone. No, we do not. What you said? Tyler Perry. You want me to call a nigga from... Oh, no, we we need a nigga named Gary on here. Like, this should have been the Gary episode. I think I got got a nigga named Gary on my phone. Y'all want me to call Gary? Shout out to Gary from Gary. For this G, I know. Hey, uh, guys, this is Gary from Syracuse. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> long-time listener, first-time caller, but it's always funny as fuck because that nigga takes like 10 minutes. To get... All right, Gary, what you got for us? We got to move on. Right. <laughs> I think I'm well, first off, I want to just, right. First off, I just want you know. You got to give all this shout out. I heard I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm a truck driver. You get me from point A to point B. I just want to thank you guys. And I remember back when uh, Lil John was on. Snowstorm back in then. 92. Anyway, that it? That's the only question. All right. Y'all need to write, send us more questions. We have a whole app on, we have a whole website where you submit, like, you know, voicemail. So, so do that. I'm probably going to cut this part off. So you yeah, I'm about to say. You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough... It just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah was an outstanding movie. Uh, Not just from a streaming standpoint. I would definitely go see it in theaters. The acting was great. Um, The story was compelling. It didn't get too drawn out. And it it was a great historical piece, you know what I'm saying, on the life of, not the life of, but that particular piece of, uh, Fred Hampton's life, you know, and his uh, his work in the Black Panther Party and Bill O'Neill, who was essentially the dude who set him up. So if you're looking for something to watch, man, you know, you want to take a break from Malcolm and Missy or whatever the hell that name is, and you want to watch a good movie, that was an outstanding movie. Don't go bootleg it. Don't watch it on Roku. Don't watch it on something free. Support black cinema. You know what I'm saying? Go stream it. I think it's streaming on HBO Max. Watch it on HBO Max. If you do got somebody else's account, watch it on their account. You know what I'm saying? We want them to get the get all the credit, you know what I'm saying, for the for the work that they did. But yeah, check that out. Judas and the Black Messiah, with all due respect. Um, with all due respect, I'm actually kind of piggyback on that shit, but not exactly uh, when Will was talking about watching on the various platforms. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I made this post where I was like standing out in front of the fucking Comcast building because due to COVID restrictions, only a certain amount of people can be in the store at the same time. And I was going to <clears throat> return some equipment and I actually had some questions about my account, um, about changing to a new plan. Long story short, I waited outside for an hour and some change. I get inside and the rep decides to beat me, get mad or whatever. So I ended up canceling my whole shit. And now I got um, Hulu with live TV. That shit is pretty fucking sweet. And it's like $100 cheaper. 
Like my Comcast bill is like one seventy five. This shit is like seventy three dollars. Tax tag title out the door. So if you've been thinking about cutting the cord, I was always on the fence because it's like fuck. You know, back in the day, I've been thinking. About, I always say I don't really watch TV like that, but I was like, well, damn, if it's something live, I do kind of want to watch that. So if you're thinking about cutting the cord, you know what I'm saying? Definitely consider uh, Hulu with live TV. It's like all kind of different options now. It's not. Uh, same thing when niggas was cutting the cord five or six years ago. So, <clears throat> just something to consider. You don't have to keep taking that bullshit from Big Mac, Comcast, or AT&T, or whoever the fuck you got. Um, go to one of the streaming services with all due respect. Make sure your internet streams. Please, man. For sure. Um, with all due respect, <clears throat> if you're in Orlando or if you're in the Central Florida area, come on out to Wall Street in downtown Orlando for Black Wall Street this Saturday, this Saturday from 5 to 10, um, there will be um, over 20 um, black vendors, um, small black businesses providing different bi- um, services, goods, handmade crafts, things of that nature um, for supporting black businesses and building black community right in the middle of downtown Orlando. So come on out. Um, there'll be music, uh, food, survive with all due respect. Uh... Well, with all due respect, uh, you control your algorithm. Uh, so I noticed that on Instagram, like, I've been getting a lot of bullshit coming across my feed, and I haven't been seeing a lot of some of the shit that I wish I was seeing. Um, but I realized there's a lot of people following me, uh, a lot of people who I follow, uh, just a lot of random shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a pretty random type dude. Um, but a lot of different interests. <coughs> So because I have so many interests and I follow so many different shit, I follow food, I follow fucking plants, I follow fucking black people, fucking animals, all types of bullshit. Um, so I decided that I was just going to make a separate Instagram page and just call it like black stuff that I like. I mean, Black History Month kind of support black businesses and sometimes the black businesses, um, I like art. I, I wouldn't see the black art or it's a lot of just different black businesses. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to control my own fucking algorithm. So I made a separate Instagram page that I put all, like, you know, I follow nothing but, like, black businesses. It's just black stuff that I like. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to what it, Dungeon Forward and Melissa Mitchell. What's up? ABL Creations. They got a new hat coming out March 19th. That shit fire. But, yeah, I follow... Um, a lot of people who we're friends with and people that I don't, Slimming Huskies, you know, supporting them, Daniel City, Atlanta, Sacramento. Um, but yeah, so whenever, like, regular Instagram gets to be a lot, because sometimes I do stuff for our podcast and other little shits I do on the side, I just go to the black stuff that I like, that I that I made, and nigga, I just look at that shit, and that shit is always cool, because I love seeing black people do well. Um, so I fuck with that. So I'm also going to make one just for, like... Um, like self-help or you know get your mind clear and i'll probably do one for you know making money but i, I just want to control my algorithm and same thing with clubhouse like when people join clubhouse they don't um they get a little uh i don't say confused but overwhelmed by all these different fucking uh rooms and shit but i tell everybody the same thing like clubhouse is what you make it it all depends on who you follow uh, so that goes with social media and that goes with life with all due respect 